on the program in between trips to the uh, the dump button, <laughs> which is a radio term for when somebody works blue. Uh, Chandler Rose guaranteed the game five. <laughs> uh, I am not asking John Forslund, who is doing the show, doing this series for national radio. I am not asking John Forslund to guarantee. I'm just hoping that John doesn't work blue, but I understand that John doesn't. He is a radio professional, and he joins us on the Adam Gold Show. That was an adventure before, John. How you doing? I'm doing great, Adam. It sounds like it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, wild gy- you know, gyrations from me. To, uh, so Victoria would hit the dump button when we were talking to Chad LaRose. It was fun, though. Um, what do you think? That it, I mean, is it as simple as saying that Sergey Bobrovsky has Florida ahead 2 nothing in this series? Uh, I think yes. And maybe a little bit of no. I mean, there's no question he's front and center. There's no question he's been able to, I think it's two or two goals against or less in his last seven starts. So, uh, you know, not only this series, but the previous right. series. And so, and the thing about Bobrovsky, some people might suggest that he's riding a hot streak. He could be, or I think we forget this is an elite goalie too. Right. So, you know, he is a, he is who he is. He's an outstanding goaltender. Uh, and he can be a single-handed difference in any playoff series. I do think the Hurricanes can help themselves by trying to get more to the interior of the ice. Yep. Uh, it's not easy to get inside of Mark Stahl and Gudis and Ekblad. They're big. They're strong. Forsling plays a position really well, has a great stick. Um, Montour's a threat both ways. So their defense is underrated. They're doing a really good job. And their forwards are are pretty sound defensively too. So I think it's a it's a task. It, it's going to have to be another step up. It's not as simple as uh, you know bounce or if if this shot falls, we're in a better spot. Some of that's true, but I think the Canes have to take the next step tonight. And if they don't, they they're really going to be in a in a bad way. So uh, I'd like to agree with Chad Larose. I think there's an <laughs> opportunity there. But I think we'll know by the end of the first period where we're headed in terms of that. John Forsland is joining us. He's doing the series Eastern Conference Finals nationally on uh, on radio. I think you can hear it on Sirius XM. If you're not listening to uh, to the fan, because uh, I do the intermissions, uh, and why not? I I heard uh, I heard one of my intros on the Quest for the Cup thing that uh, ESPN behind the scenes documentary it freaked me out. The um, both teams have had opportunities to score a lot more goals. I don't know what what stock to put in the analytics of it all. But in terms of expected goals, I mean, the we had a 3-2 game, Florida wins in game one. The expected goal said 7-5 Carolina. So both teams have left goals on the ice. The, the goaltending really has been great in for, for both teams this series. Obviously, Florida's taken it to a new level. But I think you're right in that Carolina has typically gotten a lot of traffic in front of whoever the goalie is, but they haven't been able to do that against Bobrovsky. There haven't been as many uh, net front chances for Carolina in this series. Is that Florida discouraging, or is that Carolina just not working hard enough in that place? Well, I think the answer to this one might might be, Who's involved? Okay, so when you look at some of the scoring chances the Canes have had, Jordan Stahl's had numerous opportunities. Yep. 
Jordan Martinuk has had numerous opportunities. Um, Seth Jarvis has played really well yeah. in the two games, I, I felt. And maybe a different narrative if his crossbar <laughs> hit in overtime goes in, yep. where he had basically the entire net. Um, I don't think he could do it again if he was trying. So, <laughs> you know, those are I- interesting situations. But my point here will be this. If Sebastian Ajo has the looks Jordan Stahls had in the first two games, does the puck find the back of the net? If if Natchez does the same the uh, same things Martinuk's been able to do, you know, with the puck and gets the inside and has great scoring chances, does it start to fall? Is Tavo Teravainen at some point appear in the series? Yeah. And, and to what degree can he get his game to? Um, you know, what level can he raise it? I, I, I think that's what we're looking at here. So tonight, to single out one player, I think the game's going to have to belong to Sebastian Ajo. He's been good. He's been a point-of-game player, but I believe he's gone four games without a goal. Made a nice pass on the Chatfield goal yeah. in game two. Um, but but he has to outplay Barkov, and I'm pretty sure that will be the matchup yep. Paul Maurice will be looking for one-on-one. So it's his game tonight. And if these players are a step up, then maybe that's the difference. See, that's that's exactly what I feel about, and I said this on the podcast the other night, is that Carolina's got – nobody is complaining about what the roster looks like based on injury, uh, and you know, and they did get Tavo Teravainen back. Uh, Carolina's missing two players that they were counting on to be part of a playoff run in Svechnikov and uh, Max Pacioretty. Um, but but nobody is saying that if Carolina doesn't win this series, it's because of that. The Hurricanes have gotten to this point, um, and based on the way they play, and they're as currently constructed, they are more than capable of beating the Florida Panthers. But if they're going to do it, then their goal scorers have to score goals. And that means Sebastian Ajo, as well as he's played, you said none, none in his last four. Uh, and Natchez, who has been sporadic in the, has actually been sporadic the last quarter of the regular season as well. Uh, and Tavo Teravainen, who missed, you know, four weeks with the, the broken hand and had great opportunities to score in both games and didn't, uh, and didn't really play well in the first game. I don't, actually, I think he played better in the four overtimes than he did even in game two of this series. They need those three guys to have their fingerprints all over the game. Otherwise, it's going to be tough. Yeah, and and defensively, I think from the circles down, they're going to have to be better as a defensive team, too. Um, You know, they've got a great back end, but they've been pressed. They've been pressed in the turnovers. They've been pressed in the miscues you're not used to seeing if you follow the Hurricanes all season. So Slavin and Burns and, and Shea and Pesci had a great regular season, um, been okay in the playoffs, um, need to be better. Uh, you know, this is, this is kind of where it is. And, and I think those are the fi- that's the fine-tuning adjustment that's needed for a team that feels they're in the neighborhood unless they want to get to the podium again tonight and talk about, gee, we almost did it again. Right. Um, they're, they're better than this. And, and yes, points are obviously out there with, with the players who are not in the series because of injury. But they're good enough to play to the third round of the playoffs without those players. And so if you're good enough to be in the third round, you should be good enough to be in the fourth round. And it's, it's up to them now to fix some of these things, which I think uh, they can fix. 
Um, but but you got to give Florida credit the way they're playing because uh-huh. they are bringing a level which is really uh, a lot of fun to watch if you're a Panther fan, and uh, it's it's really um, uh, it's really something to see some of these players like Kachuk and Bennett and and, and Barkov. You know, they're not only skilled. They have a heavy side to their uh-huh. game, and the Canes have got to overcome that if they can. Yeah, there's there's no Sam Bennett's made for playoff hockey. Matthew Kachuk right. is made for playoff hockey. The Kachuk for Jonathan Huberdeau trade um, was was a, a hundred was a huge winner for Florida in the offseason, even though they had to sweeten it by also sending Mackenzie Weger up to Calgary, and he was a big part of their blue line. But Kachuk is such a postseason type player. Real quick about the Florida Panthers and about, I'd say, two-thirds of the way through the season. You know, it almost breaks down into midway at the midway point, but through about two-thirds of the way through the season, didn't look like they were going to make the playoffs. Didn't look like the appointment of Paul Maurice as the head coach was working out. What changed basically around February? Well, I, I'm not sure because even in February, although the coach is very good at going back and kind of chronicling what January was like and what February was like, most of the league had given up on the Florida yeah. Panthers. I mean, most of the league, I know, you know, the teams that I was watching, you know, down the stretch for the last six weeks in preparation for the playoffs and wherever I might end up. Um, you know, that wasn't a team that I, I basically was out front and center. So there was there was that game, and I remember watching it uh, in Toronto the morning of the game that Keith Kachuk, Matt's dad, called in and called out the team, called a sports talk radio show in Toronto and basically said, the problem with my son's team is this, they're soft and they're getting what they deserve right now. Well, I don't know if that had an effect <laughs> on the team. All, all, only they can answer it. But during that game, Maurice snapped on the bench. Things weren't going well. And you know Mo, and yeah. when Mo snaps, it's, it gets your attention because he doesn't always do that. He's very stoic back there at times. So he snapped, and he went in the direction of Matthew Kachuk and said a few things. And the team responded. They won the game. They started riding this crest of momentum. I think we can look at Paul Maurice's career, his coaching career, and say this. When teams are in that position that they're they're not being looked at by others as a as an as a as a suspect as a team that, that you know you're going to look at here he can ride that he can play that card is what i'm trying to say he can play the underdog card very well he did it with the hurricanes way back when he did it with the hurricanes in 09 he did it with winnipeg uh when he took them to the yeah. conference final he's doing it again and good for him um but he he coaches better it seems under these conditions so he has a team now believing he is a good coach. He can he can he can put a real good game plan in place defensively. That's showing. Um, but these players right now are writing a chemical equation too, and um, and they're really having a lot of fun doing this. And when you beat Boston and you beat Toronto, I think the rest of the league better stop looking at Florida and saying, "Hey, this is an incredible run." They're proving that they underachieved most of the season. They made these moves at the end of the President's Trophy season to become a little bit harder around the edges, and now it's working. So basically, I think this is probably you know it's a long time to get here, but they do have excellent players on this roster from the goal out. There's no question. Rod Brindamore said it before the series. They were supposed to be here. This is not a surprise based on the roster, based on the goalie, 
And Sergey Bobrovsky, who had a rough go in his four years with Florida, I mean, he didn't he didn't start any of the last seven games of the regular season. He was healthy. He didn't start the first three games of the playoffs. He was healthy. He just hadn't played well, but now looks like the $10 million goaltender right. that Florida signed after that 2018-19 season in Columbus. John Forslund, uh, I look forward to seeing you for Game 5 at PNC Arena. I know. We'll just call Chad LaRose and we'll get the final score of the game. We'll know that too. Uh, yes, but we just can't tell uh, everybody. We can't tell all the kids what Chad no. had to say. We just have to keep that no. quiet. Keep it quiet. Thank you, John. See you, buddy. You're the best. John Forslund here on the Adam Gold Show. 